Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. I'm joined yet again by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, here in the Lynx offices, how are you doing? Can't, can't complain. Always happy to be here. Good. Well, I will complain <laughs> just a little bit. Um, loyal listeners will hear my voice and realize that I'm fighting a cold or allergies or, or something. There's a lot of pollen in the air, so excuse my uh, nasally congestion uh, right now. <laughs> it, it, it's already bugging me, so I... <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribed. Um, well, today we are talking about the island uh, that we're on. We are, the Lynx offices are based on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Um, the owners of Lynx, Jack and Nancy Purcell, moved down here uh, in the early 90s and have been here ever since and uh, moved the Lynx offices down here. So I, I would count us not as longtime locals, but um, I've been down here about three and a half years, and Ian, you've been down here a little over a year. Yep. So <clears throat> we were talking about potential topics for the podcast, and of course, you know, you don't see the topic that's right under your nose. Right. And, of course, Hilton Head is, is the perfect topic for Well, us. it's a major travel destination, and this is a, a golf travel podcast. And it'd be, it'd be doing you know, our home island a disservice and um, all the uh, all the courses here, because there are a lot of them. Like, I think 24, 24. something like that. Yeah. Just yeah. on the island itself, not just within the surrounding areas. Um, yeah, 24 golf courses on, on Hilton Head Island. And yeah. eight, to just give a little bit of... Uh, background and, and history of the place. Um, Hilton Head was kind of a, a nature preserve island mm. for a long time, and there was a uh, at one point a ferry to get out here, and then a uh, swing like a turning bridge. Um, oh, really? I yeah. So they, there was a bridge that would turn, yeah, and become parallel with the intercoastal waterway and let people by. Right. And then eventually uh, a large two large bridges were put in and that's when kind of yeah. Hilton Head became what it is. And, and now I believe at, at the height of season, there are over a hundred thousand people yeah. on Hilton Head at, at any given time. Yeah. it sounds about right. And, and sometimes it really feels like that yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to get places. It, yeah. But, um, it was in the, the early sixties really that Hilton Head became known for golf. Um, the golf courses started to really boom and grow. And it was, uh, we'll get into it today, but it was courses like Harbor Town, courses mm -hmm. like um, the Ocean Course, what was formerly known as the Ocean Course at, um, at in, in Sea Pines yeah. that put the place on the map. But I would say it was really Harbor Town and Jack Nicklaus and Pete Dye and just bringing the heritage here, like, you know, in 69, right after it was built, essentially. Exactly. And, and bringing, you know, putting Hilton Head in the national eye um, and making a, a place that people wanted to come to. You know, beautiful on TV, lends itself well, had this, uh, you know, beautiful lighthouse. And uh, people are like, wow, this is kind of a cool place. Um, yep. So you need to make a trip. And that's kind of, I think, what the catalyst for a lot of this, for sure. <clears throat> but Well, and it's grown since then. I, that's kind of a good launching point for us. We're going to go through just quickly some of the highlight golf options on the island. We aren't going to go through all 24 courses. We're going to limit ourselves to just public courses. And even then, we aren't going to discuss every public course right. on the island. But we're going to start with Sea Pines. And for those who don't know, um, Harbortown 
is a golf course within the Sea Pines community. Correct. So when we refer to Sea Pines, um, there's the Sea Pines Golf Resort. Within that community, they have three golf courses, Harbor Town, Atlantic Dunes by Davis Love III, and Heron Point by Pete Dye. Right. Um, to give a little bit of history here, um, Her- uh, Atlantic Dunes by Davis Love III, mm-hmm. prior to becoming Atlantic Dunes in uh, 2016, was the Ocean Course. Right. And it was the first course on Hilton Head. So we're starting kind of where it all started. Right. Um, and if anyone... Uh, kind of enjoys golf history and some old kind of video. There's a really good video on YouTube of Jack Nicklaus with Pete Dye playing one of the first rounds on Harbor Town right when it opened. It's a really cool video. Yeah. It is. And it's interesting to see those guys when they were that young, but also um, they have these aerial shots that they must have taken with a helicopter and there are no homes anywhere around there which is crazy and think about now yeah now you know there are homes everywhere on, on the right. island and in sea pines but it, it's just it shows man a lot that was you know quite a while ago and the the place has, has grown so much since then yeah yeah so <clears throat> harbor town is the famous option pete die jack nicholas um, it's the course you see on uh, on TV, and one of the questions we get quite a bit is, "Hey guys, I'm coming to Hilton Head. It's about 325 bucks, maybe 350 during the, the height of season yeah. to play Harbor Town. Is it worth it?" And keep in mind that uh, I believe they require four caddies or caddies to be in the group as well. Right. So you're going to end up spending about 400 bucks, say, to play the course. It is always in immaculate condition, um, and in a lot of ways, it, it is a an important course for golf course architecture um, because it was what put Pete Dye a little bit on the map. Yeah. And Pete then went on to really shape golf course golf course architecture from the '60s through the '90s and even up to today. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, you know, kind of repeating what you said. Uh, it's important also it kind of is the split point between is the change between the classic architecture to the uh, the newer the modern architecture that was kind yep. of the that transitioning you know point um, or at least it's considered that way exactly people kind of think pre harbor town right. is you know uh, classical or post harbor town is kind of the modern day right. architecture yeah um we could go into Harbor Town quite a bit, and I, I think we might end up wanting to do another podcast just on the Harbor Town experience. Yeah. Um, but that was the first course I ever played on on Hilton Head. Same. Yeah. And, well, and yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I take that back. I played Arthur Hills and Pomona Dunes first. Okay. On like a kind of a family trip, we kind of were just banging the ball around when I was not a big time golfer yet. But the first time that I came down to Hilton Head to play golf. Was Harbor was Town. Town with my best friend in 2014, and that was that was like the first big time course that we had played together, and you know we've been fortunate to play some since then, but that was the first one, and we, you know, stayed at the at the Red Roof Inn on the island, like just yep. really like <laughs> looking for cheap options, and, um, and it was it was really really special, uh, cool, definitely a cool course, and I think one check to check out at least once, uh, yeah, I, at, at least once, exactly, exactly. Um, the other course options at um, in Sea Pines are, like I said, Atlantic Dunes by Davis of the Third, 
um, and Heron Point by Pete Dye. Right. Both of those share a clubhouse, which was rebuilt um, around 2015-16. It's called the Plantation Clubhouse. It's beautiful. And it it is my favorite clubhouse on the island. It's really special. It's a beautiful shingle-style building. Feels, you know, kind of like the Ocean Course uh, Clubhouse on Kiowa sort of thing. It's gorgeous. I would highly recommend having a beer there, going for a meal there, because, hey, it's just a gorgeous spot. Right across from that, I, I say right across, just down the street and across, yeah. is the um, the Beach Club right. in Sea Pines, which sounds private when you say Beach Club, but remember, this is a resort. <laughs> right, um, yeah. And that's a very nice place to have a cocktail, have a snack, 100%. Um, and you're truly looking out onto the ocean and, and you can walk out they have little pathways onto the beach and you can bring your little cups out there and, and walk yeah. as long as it's not glass <laughs> um but uh but yeah it's kind of cool and um good place to good view and nice huge back deck yeah and a uh, really good food too yeah and on cool nights they have little fire pits going yeah. and hey that's a, a great place to go so even if you aren't staying in sea pines or even if you're not playing golf in sea pines I would recommend having a, a beer or dinner at the Plantation Club or the the Beach Club. They, those are great suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, those are fun places to go. Um, the two golf courses that play out of that clubhouse, Heron Point and Atlantic mm-hmm. Dunes, they're slightly different um, from one another. But Atlantic Dunes, I find to be more challenging, and I know others disagree with me on this, but right. it has enough water. That I always seem to, to just struggle my way around. It, I mean, you can say that about all of the courses in the area too that have have quite a bit of water. Lagoons kind of, and yeah, yeah. And, and I wouldn't venture going into those because of the you know quite a few gators. <laughs> Do not go into those. No, <laughs> no. Um, but uh, I I see I. I like Atlantic Dunes um, quite a bit. I, I think the new greens are very interesting. They have like kind of a lion's mouth esque mm-hmm. uh, green. Um, Fifteen, that hole going out to the water is a is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hole. Par three. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that I think uh, Davis Love and uh, I, his brother, I think, helped him as yeah. well. And his brother, I think, was the lead architect on, yeah. on the project. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoyed the course. I think the greens are very good, and it's a it's for the price uh, if you don't want to pay for harbor town if you've already played it and want another option in sea ponds and i think that's what i would lean towards maybe you have a different opinion but no i i agree okay yeah I, I agree and i think the price comes out to somewhere around probably half the the cost yeah. of of um harbor town yeah so just one to keep in mind there <clears throat> also before we move on from sea pines depending on the time of year at all of these courses, uh, but particularly in Sea Pines, you can get some pretty darn good deals yeah. where you stay there on property. You also then have these package golf, you know, situations where you're playing yeah. the three courses or two of the three, and then you can pay like an upcharge to add Harbor Town sort of thing. Right. And, and winter is a very underrated time to, you know, play golf in this area, I, yes. I think, because people think about it and it's like, We'll get a few cold spells, and we got snow, you know, last year. But most of the time, it's it's most, a bad day would be overcast and low fifties. Yeah, exactly. Maybe high forties, but very rarely would you have a day that you couldn't play golf. Right, exactly. So moving on now to a different um, community on the island, Palmetto Dunes, and they have three courses there as well. This was one of the earlier. 
um, communities, resorts on the yeah. island. And they have the Robert Trent Jones course that was built in 67, the George Fazio course that was 74, and Arthur Hills, which was 86. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a little note here to talk about how if you've played those courses before, but you haven't played them in the last three years, they have all kind of changed drastically because of the effects of Hurricane Matthew. Yeah. Um, that, that was a hurricane that came through a few years ago and cleared out hundreds of thousands of trees on Hilton Head Island. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Hilton Head has these very strict rules around taking out trees, which is pretty much a zero tolerance policy about removing any trees. Right. And a lot of the courses were very, very tight and very grown in because of that. And I know that uh, particularly the Arthur Hills course Mm -hmm. really has opened back up in terms of, you know, width. So Um, so it's changed a lot then since I played it in 2012, I'm, I'm sure. Maybe a little more forgiving, maybe off the tee, but <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, a, there's a the logo at Arthur Hills is a water tower, mm-hmm. a, a very kind of cool old you know 1950s iron water tower, and it's behind one of the greens I think on, it's on the 14. course. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, it could be I, wrong. I think it's 14. Yeah. Um, I'm sure someone will correct us, but um, first time I played the course, I played the whole thing and never saw the water tower. <laughs> the next time I played post Hurricane Matthew, it was very prominent. Yeah. I mean, th- there were no trees in the way to see the water tower. Yeah. So, yeah, the it's you get the idea. It's um it's opened up quite a bit. Yeah, and I, I would say the Robert Trent Jones course would be the kind of top billing out of those three. It has um, a green that goes out right onto. I won't say on to the beach, but right next to the beach. Right. And um, is one of my uh, favorite public options on the island. It, it has, it's much less tight. Mm-hmm. The homes are set back a little further. And you do have a decent bit of water with this canal system that runs through Palmetto Dunes. Right. But um, I've never found myself losing tons of balls there. Interesting. So I always yeah. leave a little bit happier. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, always leave happier when the bag's a little heavier. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just about as heavy as it was when you came in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in terms of accommodation options in Palmetto Dunes, there's an Omni hotel mm-hmm. there. Um, also a Marriott, I believe. I believe there's a Marriott as well. Yeah. Um, so look for packages from those as well because they will package in golf there um, where you can, you know, stay at the Omni, for instance, and then do two or three of the courses. Yeah. Um, Again, expect, I believe, to pay a small premium to play the Robert Trent Jones course, um, partly because he's kind of the bigger name architect there, but also because that's considered the oceanfront course. Correct. Moving on to another kind of golf group, you know, we've talked about Sea Pines, we've talked about Palmetto Dunes. There's a another group called Heritage Golf Group, and they manage, I guess, own and manage mm-hmm. three separate clubs: Port Royal, Oyster Reef, and Shipyard. And some of these, at varying points, were private, and now they're open to the public. Uh, but between those three within the Heritage Golf Group umbrella, 
there's a, a whole lot of golf to be played. Um, you know, Port Royal has two courses. Oyster Reef has the one. Shipyard has 27 holes. Yep. And these were some of the early courses as well. We have not mentioned a name, uh, George Cobb. Yes. Uh, but he is an architect who worked, I would say, almost on every course on Hilton Head. And some in, in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. He was very, very involved in the area. Um, <clears throat> some of his courses have since been redesigned or renovated. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, Robbers Row, one of the Port Royal courses, was redesigned in 94 by Pete Dye. Um, but those are three different options as well. They are, um, they are, I would say a different price point than the sea pines, a, a lower price point than the sea pines right. courses. Some of them are pretty darn tight and tough, mm-hmm. but, um, they, uh, they are yet another good option and another place where you can get all of these courses packaged in some sort of fashion, yeah. particularly if you end up um, renting a home uh, in Hilton Head Plantation and right. some of these other really large um, real estate communities. Sometimes you'll get like week-long memberships, things yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. Oyster Reef was another um, that it's a Reese Jones course, 1982. Um a lot of damage in Hurricane Matthew. They yeah. actually think that a, a small tornado ripped through a part of the course oh, because wow. every tree was pretty much gone, um, and you could actually make out a path. I, I was there right after Hurricane Matthew, yeah. and lo and behold, you could actually kind of make out where this path had just been completely <laughs> clean cut. Um they recently uh, did a, a renovation of sorts mm-hmm. with Reese Jones, where he expanded the greens, um, expanded some of the bunkers. And, and you played out there since then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He added the Billy uh, Better Billy Bunker lining um, so that when we get these big afternoon showers in the summer, you don't have bunkers washing out. Right. Um, so they, that's just another kind of option to have on, on the back burner. I personally really like Oyster Reef. Um, so I, I would, that's one that if I was coming down here with buddies and we wanted kind of a range of budget levels, Oyster Reef would be on, on my list for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So with that, um, I'm going to mention just kind of quick fire, a couple other options on the Island. And then we're going to talk about an area that we know probably even better than the Island, <laughs> which is the town of Bluffton just off the Island. Right. But um, just so people know, uh, there are other options, places like Dolphin Head. Uh, it was a former uh, private club. It was the first Gary Player design on Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. It's always um, said to be in very good shape. Yep. And depending on the time of year, you can find sub $100 greens fees. Mm-hmm. There's Bear Creek Golf Club. It's a Reese Jones course, um, which is very difficult. Um, it's 6,800 yards from the tips, mm-hmm. 74.2 rating. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but after in the afternoons, it is uh, inexpensive to play. So right. you, you can find uh, some very, very good deals. Remember, uh, in general, that the high seasons down here are spring and fall. Yeah. 
the summer it's so hot that you probably don't want to play um you know you have days that are up around 100 degrees and very high humidity easily yeah um and then winter like you said is kind of underrated but you can end up going to some of these courses and finding um uh dormant grass yeah and you're never really going to have to pay high season prices if the fairways are dormant exactly so let's jump out uh, just off the island to Bluffton yep. and talk a little bit about Bluffton, South Carolina. And both of us actually live out there and commute onto the island for work. Yep. But tell us about where you play most of your golf, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell everyone about where I play most of my golf. Right. So there's, there's two main kind of uh, public options in, in Bluffton, and they, they kind of fall right next to each other. Um, you can actually see the 18th hole at one of them from the third hole of the other and vice versa. Um, but I play a lot of my golf, uh, just kind of day to day after work, sneaking out for nine or afternoons or whatever, um, at Hilton head national. Um, it's a, uh, it's a Bobby weed design on the front nine and Gary player on the back nine. They had originally had plans for a third nine, um, which was supposedly better than both of the nines. Well, it was built. No, bro, yeah, 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 it was yeah. scrapped. Yeah, that's right. It was Sorry. built, and yeah. then, yeah, a, a road, Bluffton Parkway, was yeah. put in right over it, and they eventually closed it. Yeah, so, but it, it's a very solid 18-hole, uh, you know, facility now uh, with a really good driving range, um, and it's not a hard walk. Um, it has interesting greens that are always in really good shape, um, and that's where I, I play a lot of my golf. It's You're not going to lose a lot of balls. Um, there's no homes on the course either, which I think is kind of nice. You can kind of see um, each hole from from the other holes on the, <coughs> on the course. Um, and has some kind of interesting options off the tees. Uh, the six hole is kind of a short drivable par four. You can hit three iron short of the cross bunker or try to drive the green, but there's water all up the right side. And it's, you know... It's a very, very cool hole um, and one that uh, I still debate with um, some of the guys that I play out there with uh, what's the best way to play it, which I think is always an interesting interesting thing. Yeah, um, it, it feels very premium as well. It feels oh, yeah. kind of like a private club when you pull in. it's The range is very nice. Um, the clubhouse is, is, I think, the perfect size for a clubhouse. It, 100%. It's very nice. Um, but I'm embarrassed to say I have never played Hilton Head National, uh-huh. and you know that. I, I know that. So. I'm, I'm roll, I'm, you can't see me right now. I'm rolling my eyes, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so how much does a round of golf cost out there? Let's just say on, on a given you know weekend morning or something. Um, depending on the season, I think we're in it right now in the uh, kind of shoulder season. Um, it's I could be wrong here. It's uh, in the between seventy and eighty dollars. So nothing okay. that's gonna you know. Nothing that's going to break the bank, but it's worth. Peak season might be around 100 bucks, Right, maybe a little bit over, um, but they have good twilight rates, uh, especially in the summer. You can get out there for 45 50 bucks, um, and then if you want to just play nine, they have nine-hole rates as well. Um, cool. But it's a, a lot of the locals play there. A lot of the people that I see out in Old Town Bluffton, you know, I, I likely had seen them at the course earlier that day or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you can talk about like, oh, you know, three was playing, you know, long today. Mm-hmm. I didn't, wasn't able to hit it in two. And, you know, so kind of, kind of go back and forth with that. Now, the other, the other local option, which I actually have played too, <laughs> um, but one that you, uh, you played more so, um, uh, uh, more so than Hilton Head National, which it's easy to do, I guess, but yeah. is Old South. So Old South Golf Links. Yeah. <clears throat> one of my favorites in the area um 
Hilton Head or not, um, largely because there are very, very, very few homes on the course. Yeah. And you have these big, big, long views out across marshland. It feels very low country. They, the whole right. place does. But I particularly like uh, Old South because it's very affordable. Yes. Um, you know, you on any given day might play pay, you know, 80 bucks to play there and less depending on when you're there, time of year, um, you know, Golf Now deals and deals on their website. Yeah. But I particularly like it. I, they have a, a range. I don't think the range is as good as Hilton Head National's range. I would probably agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, they have a little cafe in there, and it's a good place to grab breakfast as well. So I, um, what I do when people ask, where should I play when I come to town, mm-hmm. I typically will suggest that they play Old South or Hilton Head National. Right either on their incoming day or outgoing day yeah. Um, if they want to get in an extra round of golf. But by stay or by playing out in Bluffton, you don't really pay the premium of being out on Hilton Head. Yeah. And I think that those two courses actually stand up really well um, design-wise to a lot of the courses on Hilton Head. Old South can vary condition-wise, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the time of year. And remember, we're in the low country, so if it's really wet, um, some of these courses just stay wet because there's not a lot of drainage. You know, there might be four or five feet of elevation change across an yeah. entire site down here. Mud ball. Yeah, mud ball. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, if someone writes, and you know, one of my older brothers did this, where he wanted to come down and visit and stay and go to the beach on Hilton Head with his wife and daughter and um, asked if we could play a little golf. I actually suggested that they stay out in Bluffton, and they stayed at a like a Hilton Garden Inn yep. um, out in Bluffton. It meant that they were very close to me, uh, but also they were you know, no less than 15, 20 minutes max from the beach. Right. Um, you have access to all of the Bluffton um, kind of lifestyle stuff, shopping, good restaurants. Old Town Bluffton is a very beautiful, historic town. I mean, it's really a village. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and which is right on uh, the May River. Yeah. And you have... Bluffton Oyster Company, which delivers fresh seafood right there. I mean, yeah. it, it is, it's as charming as a southern town as you'll ever find. People riding around on golf carts and yeah. stopping into the old town dispensary, where I spend probably a little bit too much time, um, <laughs> well, whether I, eating or drinking. Yeah, it, we're, we're about to get into yeah, sorry, eating I, and drinking. I, I jumped so, the gun on that one a little well, bit. No, no. It, we, um, long story short, even if you're staying out on Hilton Head, I would strongly suggest coming out to Bluffton for a meal or a beer. Um, If you want a few beers, take an Uber. You know, an Uber might be, you know, 25, 20, 25 bucks each way, maybe. Maybe less than that, yeah. Um, But uh, you'll hear we have a slight Bluffton bias just because we live out there and um, it feels a little bit more local in some ways than does Hilton Head, which is... You know, a, a, tourist a resort destination, yeah. really. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so without, you know, going into the, you know, 10th place you like, give yeah. me some of your favorite, you know, two or three favorite restaurant options on Hilton Head or Bluffton and two or three favorite drink places. Ooh. Um, 
I'll start with Bluffton just because it's it's easier, and I you know I'm, uh, know those a little maybe a little bit better because I don't Uber to the island you know, after I get home from work um, very often. Um, but uh, I'll start out with Old Town Dispensary, very kind of charming, like small bar, really good food, good burgers. Um, I I go there two three times a week at least. Good live music. Good live music. That's another thing in in this area. There's always live music kind of bouncing around. Um, but uh, Old Town Dispensary and um, Corks is really good as well. Now both of those are in Bluffton. Right, in Bluffton. In yes. Old Town Bluffton. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was I'm starting here and then moving out towards the moving out towards the ocean onto Hilton Head. Yeah. Um, both those are very good and kind of uh, kind of two go tos as well as Captain Woody's, which there's a Captain Woody's on both uh, in both Bluffton and on Hilton Head. Both are very good. Uh, the one in Bluffton has an upstairs you know, outdoor patio where you can sit and you know on a spring day it's. You know, listen to music and uh, very idyllic. It, but yeah, it's it's very very nice. Um, as far as on the island, I would go into uh, Sea Pines. I would do the Beach Club, uh, as we mentioned earlier. Um, that's a great place to go. Uh, and I'll also um, say that I pop down to Stu's uh, Sandwich Shop for lunch um, a good bit. They're like, by Coligny Beach. By Coligny Beach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a short walk from the office, essentially. Um, that's a good place to go uh, for a fresh sandwich, and they have good soups and stuff like that as well. Um, what are the two big riverside um, bars? And and talk a little bit about those. Yeah, so um, there's Skull Creek, uh, Skull Creek Boathouse, and Dockside. I believe are, are yep. and they sit right next to each other. So I kind of they run together for me on occasion. But yeah. those those are really nice. The the sunset out there is beautiful. Special. So I, I would suggest if you've never been to Hilton Head, definitely consider having a beer or dinner with the sunset yes. at either of those places. Do keep in mind that they get very, very busy. Yes. So if you go on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon, plan to either get there early or plan to wait around and, and wait for a table for quite a while. Which there's not, it's not a you know, terrible place to wait either, no, um, especially with the sun's going down. Yeah, if and, I could yeah. wait along the river and the yeah. marsh and watch the sunset, you know, I, I would do it. <laughs> also right in that area is Hudson's, which is really good seafood as oh, well. Good. Um, yeah, kind of hanging out on the river. Yeah. but So I but, will offer up mine. And since you stayed out toward Bluffton, I'm going to lean heavier Hilton Head. And, I, and I'll talk about a couple... I wouldn't say higher end options, but just a couple dinner options. Yeah. So I would suggest if you're looking for something different, there is Hinoki, which is a very good sushi um, and just general Asian restaurant, which is a favorite of the owners of Lynx. And they have very fresh seafood, very fresh fish in their sushi. Some of the best sushi I've ever had. Yes. 100%. It's excellent. Anywhere. In fact, when I interviewed Ian for a job at Lynx, uh, my wife and I took him to Hinoki. <laughs> yes, and a, and, a, and a quick aside, a funny story. I just driven down from uh, from college, from my college town, and I pulled in, um, and I was it was uh, you know warm ish outside, and I was in shorts and you know whatever. I not really thinking about it, and I see Graylin and and his and his wife Lucy walking in. And they're wearing pants, you know. He's got a tucked in <laughs> shirt, so I I changed in my car into <laughs> pants and loafers really quickly. And I don't think that that was the thing that sealed the deal, but it definitely looked better than showing up in shorts. So I, kind of a quick little funny, but uh, but yeah. In hindsight, I I, I don't know if I would have 
even noticed, yeah. but oh yeah. well. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, so, I had to add that in there. Hinoki is a good option. Very good. Near Hinoki, you have Michael Anthony's, which is a, and I say near as in two or three doors down, you yeah. have Michael Anthony's, which is a very good high-end um, Italian restaurant. Further down from that, you have Charlie's, which um, I, I personally really like. It. It's a good uh, seafood and just kind of gr- seafood grill, let, yeah, let's say. Right. Um, but they do some very good deals where you can sit at the bar and have a burger, a glass of wine, or a beer mm-hmm. um, for you know much less than you would think if you go during like happy hours. Right. Um, then. Jumping here, you have Ombra, which is nearby another very good Italian restaurant. Then I'm going to cap it off with probably my favorite place on the island, (laughs) Java Burrito. (laughs) And and I'm laughing because I've mentioned kind of high-end dinner spots up to this point. Right. Java Burrito is is a much more uh, laid-back lunch spot. Imagine a Chipotle um, that really has local produce, local meat. And mixed with like with a coffee shop vibe too. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Java part is they also right. have a coffee shop in there. Right. Um, but I personally love it because everything's very fresh. Everything's very flavorful. Yes. And you pay just a little bit more than you would at a Chipotle or a Moe's, but I think it's worth the I money. I think it's very much worth it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If they, uh, if they built one out in Bluffton, I would single-handedly uh, keep that place in business. <laughs> well, I mean, you and me both. I, I would, I would give the little assist there for sure because I, I do love that place too. So, um, I, and they do salads and bowls and, right. and burritos right. as well and quesadillas, they, the whole thing. So, that gives a, a very kind of light rundown. Um, Hilton Head is so big with twenty-four golf courses that we really can't go into the the fine details here, but. The overall takeaways that I would say is think of the courses in batches. You have your Sea Pines courses, mm-hmm. three courses there. Palmetto Dunes, three courses there. Heritage Golf, three clubs there. And really leverage the time of year you're coming and really leverage packages where they will package up um, you know, accommodation and a few rounds of golf. I think that's the best way to to do the island, and I think that's the best way to get the bang for your buck. Um, Totally agree. Because we uh, weren't able to get into everything in in high detail, please send us questions via social media. We're at Lynx Magazine everywhere. Send us questions to letters at linksmagazine.com. We've been getting a bunch of questions recently, which has made me very happy because you know, we see the numbers, we see you guys are listening, but there's just something nice about having somebody say, Hey, yeah, we enjoyed that episode. Couple questions. It, it makes my day. Oh, totally. So, agree. yeah. Um, send in any questions you have and, um, and also your favorite spots in Hilton. And all, yeah, exactly. Because I, I know I haven't seen everything, you know, <clears throat> it's impossible to in, in a year, you know, there's so many yeah. great options in this area. So, so if I haven't, if I didn't mention one of your favorite spots, Send it in. Tell me why it's. Tell me why it's your favorite, and I'll mm. check it out. We'll check it out. There are so, so many good food and drink oh options on it's the island. It, it would be very difficult to to name them all. Yeah. Um, but with that, I think we'll wrap this one yeah. and just say we know this has not been, you know, a super in depth podcast about Hilton Head. But I think what we'll do is loop back around and 
do a deep dive on Harbor Town. I, I really think that 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 could be a, a good use yeah. of an episode. And then think about doing a deeper dive on maybe Bluffton as a whole as well. Yeah, definitely. I'd be more than happy to talk about that. Perfect. Yeah. Well, for anyone who's looking for, for more about this, I wrote an article in Lynx uh, called Frugal Golfer Hilton Head. And you can find that on our website just by searching in Google Frugal Golfer Hilton Head. Right. And I go into where to play, where to stay, and where to eat if you're coming in on a budget. Yeah. Um, we also have an article on the website called Turnkey Vacation Hilton Head, which is kind of the similar sort of idea, yeah. but to a higher budget level. So leverage linksmagazine.com as well. Um, if you aren't a subscriber to Links, you can sign up for Links and subscribe on the website. You can also sign up for our free e-magazine or digital magazine called Links Digital on the website on the upper right portion of your screen. Um, but with that, Ian, I've enjoyed this. I know our next episode is one we're excited about. I'm going to just kind of tease it, but Ian and I are going to be going out to Bandon Dunes together Yes. Um, this coming week. So everyone uh, follow along on that trip on social media. I know we'll be doing a lot. We're going to record a podcast on site um, and hopefully speak to some interesting characters out there. Definitely. Um, but I, I'm excited for that. And uh, we're, we're hitting the road. <laughs> hit, hit, hitting the road. Yeah, less than a few days. Um, stinking up quick. So can't wait. Perfect. Ian, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, buddy.